0: Alright. Can you guys feel it in the air? Feel... What is it? You stole my punchline. Thank you very much. I was going to say, can you feel it in the air? Can you feel the disappointment of Brisbane Lions fans everywhere? Oh, it is thick in the air. I was at Gateway yesterday. Sorry, I'm sorry, Bob. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying... Whatever thanks you, um, I can feel your disappointment from here. Um, I was at Gateway yesterday and from the landmark. There was huge like booze and oh more, you know, expressive words were used, but you could hear it way across the car park. It was everywhere. And just like the disappointment of the Brisbane Lions losing yesterday, as that was hanging in the air, so is the humidity. Thank you very much. Oh my goodness, The dry season is over. Let's all shed one tear, because we need as many dry places on our body as possible. Oh, man. Um, and, and like I like the dry season, because it's nice and cool. Yeah, because it's dry, thank you, because it's nice and cool. But I also love the wet season, because the thunderstorms are amazing, and the gardens are lush, everything. The in-between times, they don't like so much. I don't know about you. And anyone who knows me well knows that uh, I like to run as my form of relaxing exercise. It becomes far less relaxing when you have to run in this temperature. Oh man, I feel like I'm getting sandblasted in the face every time I go out for a run. And running leaves me feeling pretty thirsty anyway, but. After running in this weather, when there's no water around, when it's, feel like I'm getting sandblasted in the face, when it's starting to get humid, well, I get very, very thirsty. Anyway, so I'm feeling a bit thirsty now because I've been running a fair bit and I brought a few things with me to help me along, along the way this morning, okay? So I've got a packet of Doritos. Uh, let's see, a tin of Milo. No way, you might be thinking, what is he on about? But just bear with me. I have a packet of wheat mix and a bottle of water. Um, I don't know if I need that. I've heard it's pretty good, water. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see how we go. <laughs> uh, after this, you, you, got it, you got it on. <laughs> I didn't think I'd get heckled to purchase my props this morning, but there you go. Anyway, so I also know it's hot because I've been um, looking after a friend's place and watering some of their plants and they need water every day, every day. And sometimes it seems like they need water twice a day because the earth just sucks it all up and any moisture that's left on the top gets, um, gets sucked up by the sun. Oh, man, just even thinking about that, I'm, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. I think I might try one of these things up here. Um, um, does anyone think I should have the Doritos? Yeah? I wasn't expecting that response either, by the way. No, I won't have the water. I'll have, I'll have some Doritos. Can you hear that crunch in the mic? Mmm. That tastes pretty good. (coughs) Okay. Anyway, I was at this friend's place, watering the plants. I get there one day, there's no water. Okay, what's going on? This is a a property out in Virginia. So they're on a bore. The bore fills up the tank. Then the tank, the water from the tank needs to be pumped to the Water system, I don't know how it works. I'm a, I'm a townie. Um, well, there's no water there. I realised the tank's empty. So, of course, I can't just snap my fingers and fill up the tank. So I turn the bore on, fill up the tank. Sitting there, no water. The plants are yelling at me, you know, give us a drink, give us a drink. There's no water. Man, I am really thirsty. I might try something else over here. Someone said Milo before. Who was that? Who, who put up there? Oh, Shannon. All right, I'll try. I'll give the Milo a go. I've actually heard this is really good for you. Okay, I've just got a spoon. I'll just dig into it, right? There we go. Big spoon. Okay, can you see that? Big spoon. All right. It looks, it looks pretty good. I like chocolate. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. it tastes oh. So Come and try it. Oh, man, it's so good. It really sticks to your teeth. Oh. Oh. Holy moly. That's pretty good. Some water. Mm. Right, I'll think about it. I, might, I might, might have some water. Thanks, Grace. Anyway... So the tank's full. I turn on the tap at my friend's property. No water. What is going on? Turns out that the circuit that the pump was on tripped because it tried to suck water out of an empty tank. And anyway, bit of figuring out. I turn the pump on. I can get water. Fantastic. I go back the next day. The tank's empty again turns out I'd left a tap-on in the garden. I'm really sorry, Penny and Russell, if you're listening to this later. I'm really sorry. Look, I, I think your place is nice and green. I'm really sorry, but oh man, just talking about what I am thirsty. There's a couple of things left here. Water and wheat I'm gonna, I'm going to do a vote. All right. Hands up for Water. I've heard it's okay, but I'm not convinced. Hands up for water. A few hands. Man, you guys want me to suffer, don't you? Hands up for wheat bix Oh, man. Okay. Well, look, it's got a five-star health rating on it. It's got to be good for you. I'm not going to eat a whole one. uh, uh, I've got one here. all right. All right. Uh, so, for those of you listening online, I've just broken off half a piece of wheat mix. I'm going to take one bite, okay? But I've heard it's good. It's got a five star health rating on it. Mmm. Oh. Mm. oh, it's hard to keep in your mouth. Ah. It's pretty plain, I must admit. It does have a five-star health rating, though, so I don't know what they're on about. Oh. I'm still chewing, mum, oh, man. So this message is gonna blow out a bit. I didn't think this would take this long. Anyway, I turned off the tap that was leaking or that I left on, um, filled up the tank, reset the pump. All is right with the world. Man, all is not right with my mouth, though, I tell you. There's one thing left. I don't, like, I didn't think that this would be something that would help, but I might give it a go. What do you think? Water? What was that? Oh. I might try that if I get really desperate. Water. Water. Okay, it is in a soda stream bottle, but it's uh, it's just still water. Man, this was just I just got this out of my own tap. I just freely got this from my own tap. I had to buy all this stuff. I heard that was good. I don't know. I'll give this a go. Mm. excuse me <laughs> I'm sorry about that whoo that was good oh man I should start bringing some water on my runs I think and the milo tin gets a bit cumbersome when you're on the run that doesn't really work <laughs> okay this is I mean this is all a bit silly I know and I I hope that you think I'm not naturally that silly Just a little, sorry sorry kids just a little bit thanks Ted But why am I telling you this? Why am I going through this whole charade of trying things when I know that water is actually good for me? Well, I have to tell you that actually, as people, as humans, we tend towards doing things that we know aren't good for us. I don't know why. It could be because of sin. It could be because of the fall of humanity after... Eve took that apple off the tree, could be that. Thanks, Gracie, I appreciate that. Grace just said, I'm not that silly. It's nice when my own daughter, you know, gives me affirmation like that. Thanks, Grace. Why am I telling you this? Well, I'm going to tell you a testimony about a time in my life just really recently that happened leading up to... The birth of our newest son, who is now eight almost eight weeks old, Hugh. Good on you, Huey. You're a champ. So eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago, ten weeks ago, eleven weeks ago, twelve weeks ago, and on and on, we were waiting for this little bundle of joy to come out and greet us. We were waiting for this little bundle of joy to come out and greet us. And Things were not quite so ideal leading up to this point in time. Lauren, my lovely wife, she was quite sick during pregnancy. At times I felt like a only parent, single parent, and that's okay. God saw me through that. Um, Leading up to the due date, we had some very unpleasant experiences with the doctor. Um, particularly because of the history of the births of the last two kids, uh, particularly our first one, but that's okay. And then I was at home looking after the kids and Lauren was working and so she had to come home at some point in time to start maternity leave and I didn't have a job. I didn't know what I was going to do. We didn't even have an income for the time that she was at home other than using up a bit of leave that she still had. I didn't have a job lined up for what I was going into, I didn't know when Hugh was coming, all these different things were happening. That's right. (laughs) And so, my goodness, did we pray. We prayed a lot and before we prayed, we tried other things too. We've tried to hurry along this baby, Uh, including eating spicy food and going for a walk. Apparently, that's supposed to help. Prune juice and some other things. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, you didn't need that. Anyway, we tried, she's blushing back there, by the way, my wife, Um, so we tried many different things in our own strength and when that didn't work when Huey still wasn't born when I still didn't have a job when we still didn't have maternity leave coming in we started praying so yes we tried things in our own strength first and then we started praying we prayed for a speedy delivery of our baby we prayed for a job just to line up for me and there was this perfect one I applied for and I really wanted it We prayed for money to come through when we needed it. We prayed for all these different things. We prayed for our doctor to be sick on the day that we (laughs) went to go see them. Actually, that one came true. Would you believe it? So hallelujah, I'll take that. But we prayed for many different things, and we prayed for God to change our circumstance. We prayed for God to change our circumstance. We were very specific about our prayers, We were like, God, we want this, we want it now, we want it yesterday. And it didn't happen. Yeah, want it tomorrow, very good. And as time went on, we were getting thirsty. We needed a drink. We picked up things like, you know, a Milo tin that was actually us. You know, trying to do things in our own strengths and the Doritos and the and the Wheat Bicks. We were not reaching for the right thing. We were not reaching for the thing that afterwards we realised is what we actually needed. We weren't reaching for the water that would quench our thirst. We were thirsty. And when you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. When you're longing for God to come and do something in your life, I'm not saying always, but in this case, for us, we were already dehydrated from God's presence. And so one day we couldn't take it anymore. We were praying, and I said to God, I started crying, I said, God, I am so thirsty I cannot do this anymore. I cannot be the man, the husband, the friend, the churchgoer, whatever it is. I cannot be that person you want me to be anymore. I am thirsty. I need to take a big drink of you. I need to take a big drink of you. Give me your living water. The next morning, Hugh was born. The easiest birth you could possibly design. Soon after that, we found out Lauren had a whole heap of leave entitled to her that she didn't know about. And that covered a period of time when we weren't earning money. Amen. Thanks, God. I didn't get the job that I wanted, that I desperately wanted, but I think I got a better one. In fact, I know I got a better one, and I know that God put me where I needed to be. Amen. Thanks, God, for that drink. Thank you so much for that big drink of water. It was clear to me particularly after I asked God for his holy water, for his living water, that I kept reaching for the wrong things. I kept reaching for the wrong things. And I don't know, maybe if I'm talking about this, you can put some things in your life in place of what I've got on the table here. Maybe when you've been feeling thirsty for God, you've actually been putting big old tin of Milo in there instead of taking a drink of water. I don't know. Maybe you're already feeling hydrated and ready to go, and that is fantastic. But if you are feeling dehydrated, if you are feeling extremely thirsty for God, I just want to tell you that actually it's nothing new to God. It is nothing new at all, but a thing to realise is that abandoning God and trying things in your own strength is actually sin. In fact, God says it is evil. I'd like to show you a verse in Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves Cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water. God's talking about himself here. He himself is the fountain of living water. They have abandoned the living water and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can't hold anything. Is there a, can you see a parallel between that verse and my example here? I abandoned the water. I said, ah, I don't think so. I've heard it's good. But I'm going to try something else. I'm going to try and dig myself a well, a cistern, they say here, which is a, is a vessel that holds water. They've tried to dig it, which means make something out of something that wasn't already there. They've tried to furiously make something that holds the water that they desperately need, but they can't because it doesn't hold living water. Nothing can hold God other than God himself. Nothing can so it's really startling to me where God says, it's not just sin, it's evil. Oh, it's evil. My people who have done two evil things, they have turned away from God, turned their backs on him, they abandoned him, and they have dug themselves or tried to dig themselves their own well, their own system. They have tried to do things in their own strength to satiate their thirst. In their own strengths. But we know that that's not the right way. It's easy for us to look back on this, on this scripture, or maybe it's not easy for you, I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you look back on this scripture and go, yeah, but you know, I follow God, I've got Jesus living in me. That's okay, I know not to dig myself my own well. But like me and my story before Hugh was born, I wonder if maybe we can tend to drift off and forget that actually God is the living water. I wonder if we can forget that God is the answer to all prayers. Even in my prayers, I framed God in my own box. I dug my own well, my own cistern and tried to shove God into it. But nothing can hold God. Nothing can hold him. I'm also not saying that it's wrong to pray for things specifically because the Bible tells us to pray for what we need and pray for what we want. But we need to remember this first verse. My people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water. If you flip it over... If you drink from the fountain of living water, you remain with God. If you drink from the living water, you if you drink from God and his goodness, if you ask him to work in your life, he remains with you and he says it is good. In the New Testament, Jesus spoke about this living water, and most of you are probably familiar with the story about Jesus at at the well with the Samaritan woman, a woman who he shouldn't be seen with. And he says to the woman there, give me a drink, which is also a bit of a startling thing. I'd really encourage you to read read that verse, Um, which is in John. There you go, thank you, John 4. And then Jesus says something to this woman, which is really fantastic, I think. He says, anyone who drinks this water from this well, this physical well, will become thirsty again. Anyone who has a spoonful of Milo, anyone who has half a wheat mixer or a Dorito, they'll want water again. But those who drink from the water I give will never be thirsty again it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them giving them eternal life so like the verse in jeremiah where it talks about god being the living water and humans in their own strengths trying to find water or hold water there's this great parallel here as well. Says Jesus says if anyone drinks from this water, earthly water, if they try and satisfy their thirst, their spiritual thirst with earthly things, they will thirst again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Now, when you think of something that is fresh and bubbling, what do you imagine? It's not a stagnant pond covered with scum and mozzies. It is an active, vibrant, springing, leaping, exciting body of water that is coming up within them. A bubbling spring of water. Fresh water, from which you drink of, will never be thirsty again. And then the last bit, it bubbles up, giving them eternal life. So what is Jesus talking about here? He's saying, it's the water I will give them. So he's not necessarily talking about himself, because otherwise he'd say, come to me. I will remain in you. But he's talking about a spring of living water that he will give them. And for that, we read on a little bit. John seven thirty-eight, thirty-nine. 39. Again, Jesus says, anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said, living water... He was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But at that time, the Spirit had not been given because Jesus had not yet entered into glory. That's at the end here. He was saying, come to me and drink of this living water, which is what? What is it? It is the Spirit that God instills inside of us. Now, this, this, this kind of confuses my mind a bit and boggles it. Jesus is saying, come to me and drink. For the scriptures declare the living waters will flow from his heart. So we go to Jesus and drink and experience freshness that bubbles up within us. God's spirit that bubbles up within us. After Jesus died and then rose again and then went to heaven, the Holy Spirit came down and dwelt within people. That is the living water, the Spirit dwelling in us, our direct line to God, our direct line. Do you sometimes feel like you're don't have a direct line to God? Or maybe do you sometimes feel like when you speak to God, he's not listening? Maybe you don't have a relationship with God yet and you're thirsty. Let's go on to our last verse for today, from Isaiah 44. It says, God is saying, for i will pour out water to quench your thirst and irrigate your parched fields and i will pour out my spirits my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children all throughout the bible there's this describing word of a spirit being poured out on people poured out like water from a jug absolutely saturating someone I will pour out water to quench your thirst. Quench means eliminate. Eliminate your thirst. Eliminate your longing for God. And irrigate your parched fields. So God will pour out his spirit on us to eliminate our longing for him. Our longing for things of this world. And he will make fields, lush and green around us. But it's still hot, right? It's still hot. And I'm still going to get thirsty physically. But I wonder when you get hot, when you feel the pressure from this world, when you're working furiously to fix things in your own strengths, what are you reaching for? What are you, what's your first instinct when you're thirsty for God? Look, it might be to sit down and read the Word, and that's, that's fantastic, because the word can teach us things. And it might be to go and talk with a friend who's also a strong Christian, and that's great too because they can encourage us. It might be to attend a Bible college, and that's fine, that is absolutely fine because there's more in the word that we can understand but when you're thirsty don't forget to take a big old drink and that is your first thing to do when Jesus lives inside of you when you accept him into your life he places the fountain of living water which is the spirit of God inside your heart something you already have and all you have to do is stop. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to the work of the cross. Give thanks to who he is and what he does for you and how he loves you. Give him thanks and take a big old drink. I wish I did that first when leading up to the birth of my son. It would have saved me a lot of dry mouth. And it would have saved me a lot of heartache. But here I am now, I have a message to share with you. And the message is very simple, but it is important. The message is, if you're thirsty, if you're longing for something, stop working hard in your own strengths. Just stop it take a big old drink of the living water. And so I imagine, just because of the number of people we have here and the demographic we have, that there are people, and I know there's people here that are going through really tough times and they're praying for things and they're wanting breakthrough. And I imagine there's also people here where life is reasonably rosy and there's nothing to worry about, though I I suspect that's probably not many. And so from today and this morning as we worship a little bit more, this is your chance to say to God, I am thirsty, I am thirsty, I don't want to keep drinking from the water or I don't want to keep drinking from the well of this world where I'm just going to thirst again and again and again and again and again. I want to drink from you, God. Bubble up in my life. Be active in my life. Come and do a good work in my life. Be exciting in me. Spirit, move me. Move in my life. That is your chance today to pray for that. It's your chance when you walk out the door. It's the chance when you lie down to go to bed It's a chance when you wake up tomorrow morning is to pray, God, I'm taking a big old drink from you today, from the living water that quenches my thirst. And so we will have prayer time as we regularly do. But I also encourage you, if you're feeling well hydrated already, to maybe seek out a friend who isn't. Seek out someone who you know is struggling. Or just listen to the Spirit and maybe He'll lead you to pray with someone. If you'd like prayer, come down to the front and have a big old drink of prayer. I'd love to pray with you. I'm sure there's other people here that would love to pray with you, people in the prayer team or elders. Because we are one family. We are one family, and we all drink from the same well. Are you guys getting what I'm putting down? It is hot out there. The work is hard. I don't want to work furiously in my strength. I want to work furiously in God's strength. Father God, there's actually not enough time in the day to to thank you for the work of your son Jesus and his death and resurrection from the cross. And there's not enough words to say to thank you for your spirit that you place inside of us when we ask you to be with us, Father God. Father God, I can see your spirit, your well of living water bubbling in each and every one of us. Will you bubble forth to overflow so that we can, our thirst can be parched, our thirst can be satiated and our fields can be green. And Father God, for those here who do not yet know you or do not yet know the work of the cross, will you work in their hearts and bring them to that well of the living water? We don't want to abandon you anymore, Father God. We're tired of digging our own wells and our own cisterns that are are eventually useless. Father God, bring us all into your embrace. If you haven't experienced God's love this morning, if you haven't experienced the work of the cross in your life ever before, all you have to do is recognise that you can't fix your thirst in your own strength that it's not right, it's wrong to walk away from God and say God thank you for your son Jesus who died on the cross so that this well, this bubbling spring of living water could be in my life if you're making a choice today to be with God to accept this son Jesus then talk to someone that you came with or come out the front and have a chat with me and I'll pray with you. Otherwise, enjoy worship, take the time to stop and recognise your thirst and take a big old drink.